Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back delving deeper into the discography of Weezer. Before we begin, if you're a fan of the show, please take a second to subscribe and rate the podcast. We love to keep Top 5 Disco going and growing, and your support and engagement will help make that happen. Last week, we discussed the band's exciting and colossal 10th record, The White Album. And this week, we're going to talk about their glossy, groovy, beach pop 11th album, Pacific Daydream. Here we go. All right, so after White Album came out, I actually saw them on that tour. It was fucking awesome. It was so at a smaller jealous. venue at Warsaw in Brooklyn. They yeah. played through a lot of the singles. Whew, it, was, it was so good. <laughs> um, then they went on tour with Panic at the Disco. Okay. Which, don't really know them that well, but now, I know their genre. Are they also kind of Blink-182-y? They're more uh, Fallout boy if mm. you will. So I don't know if that had to do with anything. Right. But anyway, <clears throat> they were already writing and recording the Black Album after White came out. I remember vividly hearing in an article, River saying, oh, I'm already working on the Black Album. It's much darker. It's way more uh, lyrically dense and darker. And I was so hyped for it. I'm like, okay, everything will be all right in the end. A return to great songwriting, interesting lyrics, conceptual, full thought out through full thought out albums yeah. then we get white which is such a fucking amazing record the band sounds amazing the songs are amazing the choruses everything is amazing and then he's gonna go even darker it's like oh he's gonna go even more pinkerton anyway whatever comes of that which we'll eventually talk about yeah. they shelved it completely they basically were so hopped up on the kind of california beach boys vibe that river started to go deeper into that kind of songwriting really trying to get into uh more uh, Beach Boys kind of stuff. They, I think he, they described the next album as Beach Boys Gone Bad yeah. or Beach Boys Meets the Clash or something. And yet, while he was working on these new songs, as I was saying at the end of the last podcast episode, Rivers said that Jake Sinclair, the producer of the White Album, was too much of a fan and played it too safe and wouldn't help them realize the new direction that they wanted to go in, that Rivers wanted to go in. So, to me, that means he really, production-wise, wanted these songs to be a little more poppy. Poppy is such an overarching term, so throughout this podcast, we'll be obviously be discussing the production of this album, but it's not just the production. It's the songwriting, too. I don't understand how these things go hand in hand. Yeah, they. That's a really good point. That when the production is not up to snuff, neither is the song. It's not often you get great songs, but kind of like, oh, I wish it was produced differently, or vice versa. You're right. It's just it's like, like on the whole, it like, doesn't work. What does it mean if he was working with Jake? Use the same because I think he's using the same exact songwriting techniques on Pacific Daydream, which is crazy to me. Oh, the cut and paste, yeah. sort of Excel spreadsheet. If yeah. you use the same songwriting. But produced it differently. Like I, I don't know. Do they do they have to go hand in hand? Anyway, so it is very interesting that they basically shelved Black. Obviously, re released it nine days ago, <laughs> so they eventually released it. But they shelved Black, and in 2017, what day? Pacific Daydream, October 27th. They released this batch of songs that they weren't even planning on, which is kind of crazy. Again, back to this is a year later. This is you know what they did with. Uh, Green to Maladroit. This is what they did from Red to Ratatouille. Red Should've to waited. Hurley. This came out right after White. And I will say, the first time I heard this album, I was like, fucking kill me. Oh, I'm with you. I was like, are you, this is where you went with all the potential that White Album showed? This is where you went? It was such a crushing blow to me as a Weezer fan. Yeah. And as a music listener, but I clearly believe. What is so sad is that 
Rivers wants to change directions. Again, who knows for I how think long back to that conversation that with that, Brian. Exactly. I yes. think about that all the time now is that Rivers is just knows he's got this like, we're going to be in a rock band forever. We're going to put out so many records that it's okay to change it up. And also to, to make things fresh for me as a songwriter, as, a, as an artist, I get that concept. Again, back to the shack. I've had it up to here. What were you saying? Were you lying to us? Was this just for the fans? Like just for that album? It. I don't know. And I, I appreciate the fact that they clearly are spitting out records, so there are going to be other records, but we'll talk about it when we get to Black Album in terms of the trajectory and where they can go. Never count them out. Never. Never. Obviously, we've learned that. But I don't... It's so, it's so crazy to me. We are in the valley. Yes, we are in the exactly. <laughs> we are in we the valley. We talked about those peaks and valleys. I talked about the Weezer Renaissance. We just said, Weezer Renaissance is over. And we are yep. back into the netherworld. And it's different. And I respect some of the differences. And this album has, has grown, grown on, on me, me tremendously. I'm not saying tremendously like I love this album or even really like it. But compared to the first time. But the first listening. few times I listened to it, I was like, this is garbage. Yeah. Like hot garbage. Yes. And now I definitely have songs I like. I yep. definitely have production choices that I like. Agreed. So let's 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 get into it. Yes. This album, by the way, the lowest charting album since Pinkerton, number twenty three. Um, Not that that clearly means first anything time they for hadn't them. been in the top ten since Pinkerton, and yet it was nominated for best rock album. Like which, I was saying, which is so sad because white album that. Again, not that the Grammys mean anything ever yep. anymore. It doesn't matter. But the fact that you can even nominate both of these two records, which are so different. It's such a testament to how the Grammys are flawed. And with, it also unfortunately means that whatever they did for White Album means nothing. Because you can't you can't put these two next to each other. You just can't. And yet they've got that common California beachy through line, quote unquote. Yeah, but they that's sound not gonna, nothing no. alike. Nothing. Nothing alike. Nothing. Let's begin... Listing our top five All right. favorite songs on Pacific an album, Daydream. which is difficult to find favorites, but there were some I favorites. found mine. I'll start. Why not? All right. This was hard. Really? This one spot was hard for me, yes. Okay. But I chose number five, Mexican Fender. Okay. Wow. My number five is Weekend Woman. My number four, and I know you are going to hate this, and we are going to have to have a little talk, Josh, is Happy Hour. My number four is also Happy Hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. I take back everything I said. <laughs> yes. Because every single time we've been seeing each other, you're like, happy hour, little kitty bit. Anyway, I'm glad. My number <laughs> three is Sweet Mary. My number three is QB Blitz. My number two is Weekend Woman. My number two is Sweet Mary. My number one is Q yeah. Blitz. My number one, surprisingly enough, is Mexican Fender. That's surprising, but not surprising, but kind of surprising. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, t- talk, we'll talk about, about, about why. All right, first let's jump in and talk about our collective number four pick, the second single, Happy Hour. This was definitely, I remember listening to this album once through walking through Central Park on a break from work. And this, I mean, none of it, none of it hit me. No. And this song was just like, what the fuck are they doing? 
But this song has grown on me immensely, immensely. This song feels great. It's one of those things with like, I I feel like I said this a lot with Coldplay. I wish it wasn't a Coldplay song. I wish it wasn't a Weezer song. I feel like that about a lot of these songs, actually. But the song itself is not bad. It's actually good. I think the instrumental is great. Yes. I think it's a really cool, groovy sound. I love the groove. To their credit, the fact that they wanted to experiment with new sounds. Yes. And this this is is more successful experimentation. I actually really like the sound of this song. It's very groovy. That very classic modern twirly. It happens also in La Mancha Screwjob. But hip-hop rhythm and i love the piano on this too i don't know if you picked that out but that's also kind of like in an uh good thing no good thing the voicings are really nice that they're hitting and just like we've talked about in multiple songs of the past i love hitting that one note i'm like stevie ravon on the stage yeah music it's very different again it doesn't sound like weezer but i like it scott is doing good things with the bass. Scott, he all really over sounds this album good. Is actually he's in his groove. Yeah, literally. Like Scott is really yeah. shining on this yeah, album. He does. He's really shining on this album, <laughs> oh, if you will. <laughs> no, I will. Oh. I love the melody. Island, I've been sucking on a lime. There's something very like na 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 na. I like but it. It works. It works. I'm addicted to that yeah. part. And I don't mind the chorus. I, chorus I hate the fine. lyrics. The chorus is fine. I don't love the chorus, but I just like the feel. I like the backgrounds on sad days, sad days. And the fact that except for the bridge, again, it goes through just these two chords or however many chords, whatever they are, that it continues through the chorus. It just it creates this nice flow again. With, we'll talk about some other songs on this album that I feel like are just so pieced together. Yeah. This is something yeah. that flows because the beat never changes, especially... It's a good point. Especially Into the Bridge, which is also one of my favorite parts of the song. I love the... Maybe I'll meet a scientist in sweatpants and a head tie. We'll conversate about ghetto birds and meet a keyboard. Super hip Then we'll slow dance. And the harmony on head on my shoulders, Ooh. swaying back and forth. And it's, it, it just, it, I also love that lyric about a scientist in sweatpants. Too. That's yes, great. It's so quirky. It's so it, it works so well. Scott is going like... You're right. He really does shine on this he album. He really does. Maybe this, that's because there's so few electric guitars and drum Maybe. right like that literally it's his time to shine because these are all groove based songs yes. that's like a, yeah, it's, that's it's much more produced something interesting to note about this is that the acoustic version of this song I think is the best thing to come out of these sessions There's something about hearing them like this. It feels more like they are congregated around each other in a circle, playing acoustic. There is no... I just got that image in my mind and I yeah, love it. There yeah, there is no, like, it's produced as in there's reverb, but I love the reverb on everything that's going on. 
but the production on this version and all of the strummy chords, and you still have some of that production, like high note stuff, but it's clearly a different take because on the bridge, Rivers doesn't belt as much. He does a little more falsetto. It's so nice. It feels so good. I'm really happy that that acoustic version exists. Honestly, it's my favorite thing of all of these. I would wow, put that, wow, wow. I would put that version at the top. In general, Happy Hour was Number one, it kept falling. It's kind of like pork and beans. It kept falling down because other ones, I'm like, these are better written songs, yeah, melodies yeah, yeah. and whatnot. But there is something about this song that I think is worth the low, talking the about. The low end of the song really makes it kind of a feel, feel good, yeah. groovy. And it feels yeah. good. Yeah. All right, next we're going to skip to Weekend Woman, my number five pick, Adam's number two. This is one of the songs I was just discussing in terms of this is a better written song melodically that feels a little more Weezer, definitely than Happy Hour. I love the low octave this time. You know, I don't know if this is, I'm, I am reading way too much into this. <laughs> so I was going to say, go. I don't know if this is just like, well, Jake wanted the high octave. So we're going to do It's not, it's not. <laughs> I'm then just like being, trying to go anti Jake. But there's something really nice about hearing the low octave with Rivers in that melody. Hey, look who's here. This place is not my home. A change has got to come. Very nice ascending and descending melody. I love the picked acoustic and electric that come in as well. And another nice pre-chorus. Salvation lies within. That's a cool melody. Don't ask me what I did when God made her, he threw away. That's a really bad line, by the way. When God made her, he threw away the formula. Ugh. <laughs> this chorus is good not the best part i think the i verse really is like me. it i really like the chorus no there is something very again classic about it i love the note of drifted away there's something about that that's kind of like off in a nice note to hit i know what you mean i don't know this bridge feels so out of nowhere out of nowhere kind of weezer very <laughs> frankie valley in the four seasons Whoa, okay think about it because yeah, i really yeah, yeah. there was something about that and actually the whole song kind of feels that way yeah to me. i totally hear i it. feel like you yeah It. I think I, that's I totally the main it. thing. I like the sort of wedding bell sound that comes yeah. on the chorus later. Yes, agree. Really, it's a really nice sound. I don't have much else to say. It's a nice song. I don't love it, but I, I, but I like it. I agree. All right, next we're going to talk about Adam's number three pick, my number two track from the album, Sweet Mary. This 
This is a really pretty song. Lush, shimmery. Yes. Ooh. What number was this for you again? Number two. Number two. I, it makes sense. It really does. That sound of the wailing guitar over acoustic and piano, you don't hear that from them. There's something about it that, again, doesn't sound like Weezer, but put that a aside. A lot of this album doesn't yes, sound put that like aside. Weezer. The melody... When I am all on my own, one foot is in the grave, my sweet Mary comes. They start with that chorus melody, and it's great. It's a good melody. I, it's I really a well love crafted it. song. I also like that they go chorus, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. It's just, it's very well written. Again, not something I would have... This is not the album I was looking for. This is not the album we wanted. And we're talking about the good songs. There are some real ass songs. And yet, I can still appreciate that it's like a a nicely written song is a nicely written song. When this song keeps going and the chorus comes in with the full band kind of grooving, it sounds great. It really does. It really really sounds full and nice and well written. With the picking, it's so nice. And then the second verse... Pat's on all the snares on all fours, which is a really nice change. And I really like this bridge. I think it's a great bridge. It it fits. It's like, wow, a bridge that fits on this album. Yeah, and it's, it's different. Nice. It's different for them as well. I like that the kick and snare pattern coming in from the beginning. Who's she? I want to know. My heart is stolen. It's like a really cool thing. And then it comes back into the last chorus. Ooh. Yeah. It just comes together beautifully. You know what's weird? This is just sort of a side. Mm. Hearing him say the word gratitude just totally takes me out of it because I just think about gratitude. I'm serious. They've changed the word to me now. <laughs> Hearing what? Rivers say gratitude, I just think gratitude. That's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, too bad. This was also written with Josh Alexander. That's right. He's and back. he does a couple other songs on this album too. The next two actually, Get Right and La Mancha. Yeah. All right, next we're going to talk about Adam's number five pick and my number one pick for the record, the... Uh, opener Mexican Fender degrees, but she only went in up to her knees. She didn't want to take off the jeans because that would be insane. My summer Is this the same for you like Beverly Hills was for me? Where this this song was originally intended for the White Album. Do you know that? No. I can sort of hear it only because this album this song does not fit on the record. No. Again, there are like electric guitars, which yeah, you barely it's much hear. more rocky. It's much more I can definitely hear that sound. So I'm curious if that's one of the, the reasons reason you're gravitating why, towards. The reason it. why this rose for me, honest honestly, is playing this in my car yeah. feels awesome. It Honestly, really fucking sounds I good in your honest. car. Last night? Last night, when we listened to this song in the car, Beach Boys was my number five. Fuck I had, that, to, put, I had to put something at number five. I was going to put Beach Boys. And listening to this in the car was, it changed it. And also the best part, which we will get to, is the bridge of the song. But the reason that like, I really think that those four songs for me, we haven't even talked about QB Blitz yet, but my top four, those are, they can be seen as good songs, as wholly good songs from start to finish, even fine songs, passable songs, whatever. The bridge of this song is the only reason that this came, that this went on 
because there is something so cheesy it's, and it's try a hardy goofy song about I, this. I do not disagree. I I can't believe this is my number one. However, yeah. no matter how much I think Sweet Mary and QB Blitz are better written songs, yeah. by far, this still at least pretends to be a Weezer song. This is what, okay. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean in terms of Beverly Hills. Uh, this is a way better song than Beverly Hills. I, it's not about that. I'm just saying the reason I chose that is because uh, fair that enough. felt to me, compared to the rest you of the songs, me. You got me. that felt to me like a Weezer song, even though maybe you might disagree with that. Anyway, let's not even go like through that again. Even the silly parts that I used to make fun of, I'm kind of into now. It was hot. Hot, oh, no. 100 no, degrees, no, 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 and then no. I kind of like it. I, I kind of like, like it. That's fine. I mean, I get it. She came to get her 10,000 steps is such a fun... I mean, yes, it's back to like Fitbit you technology. You that lyric I like point. it now, especially now that I'm trying to get my 10, 15,000 steps. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. The summer love I used to hate, but now I kind of love that... Do you? Yeah, and there so is something pretty. about this that I can... I, I can hear how this is kind of white album, honestly. I love the she loves me, she I loves me, she when, loves me. I not. hate it when it's just right. him and the bass and bells. Even though the bass and bells sound kind of nice, it sounds so top forty singer songwriter to me. That part, she loves me, she loves me not. I don't hear that at all, but, but I know what you mean because when it comes in as a rock part, yes, it is it's awesome. so much better. So the, much the better. The drums are. Yes. Yeah, it sounds great. I love the lyric, especially because you and I have watched videos of Rivers. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. What do you do with your hands when you're singing? Do you just hold on to the mic? Which, by so, the way, do you know who this song is about? Uh, this girl from Katie a band. Goodman from La Sarah. I actually I don't know saw, saw them live in oh, L.A. Really? And it's just funny. It's so funny thinking that they met up and he wrote a song about her. Yeah. It's just so weird. Uh, I love that part when he goes, so I knew we would end up jamming. And then you hear the guitar go... Yeah, that's kind of cliche. Like you say a song it's lyric, cutesy. and then you it's do cutesy. I get that. Sure, I don't know. There's really a lot of aspects of the song that I don't like. Touche. But the best part of this, for sure, is the bridge. come from i don't know and you even said much earlier in this series when we were talking about el scorcho in the bridge of el scorcho i was like they never get this punky i i guess agree in term yeah i agree no i this is like it's like the same thing <laughs> yeah except for it's on all four it doesn't matter this is like a crazy crazy departure from the rest of the song from the, the album, the album. As nothing a whole. even comes close. It, I love it doesn't fit really. Just, even aside from the punkiness, I love the chromatic chords that they go and the melody. Gonna fly so high to a place that we yeah, have never, never seen na, 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 na. ever since you came around in your greasy tee and faded jeans. I love yeah. that and that whoa Green Day kind and of I thing. And I like that that fill into oh, the final Pat's chorus. Fill. Yeah. Because honestly, there are a lot of fills on the rest of the. The album maybe two or three that are really cool but get so buried in the production it's weird so it's nice that this one has a chance to shine pat has a chance to shine 
I don't know. I, I, I've overcome what I used to think is a stupid, stupid song. And now I kind of enjoy it. I really, I kind of, I really I mean, enjoy listen, it. Yesterday it already rose. So maybe it can rise higher. That's I don't right. think it'll rise higher than the rest we of these. We forgot to say that this was co-written by Tobias Gad, who wrote All of Me by John Legend. Interesting. Weird. That is so Especially weird. because this sounds nothing like that kind of music. And I'm always so curious, what parts did he write? What was his writing credit? Because as we know, know, something like Jason Cropper can get a, rice, a writing credit on My Name is Jonas just, just because of the acoustic guitar. So I have no idea with any of the writing credits that we've discussed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much was mainly Rivers? How much was mainly them? What they did? It's interesting. But And there's also a very funny music video that goes along I'm with so this. glad you brought that up we haven't really been talking about music videos and that's kind, Which of, is fine. kind of because they're not that special except for you know pork, pork and beans, beans undone yeah. etc I love this music video it's so funny genuinely laugh out loud funny it's basically a seagull <laughs> who is falling in love with this girl but it's so well it. done there's this one face that the seagull makes you just need to watch it yeah. I can't describe it for you good call and finally, let's talk about my number three pick and Adam's number one pick on Pacific Daydream, QB Blitz. You gotta choose between the internet and me. People don't bring me joy. I think you get the point. I'm on an epic quest, pursuit of happiness. This intercom is broken into pieces. This, again, there were a lot of songs that were flipping around between my top four songs. And for the longest time, this was at number one. And then things started to shift around. And at the last second, I'm like, you know what? Trust your gut. There was something about this song. The, it's, it's all the melodies. It is the melody. All of my conversations die a painful do, death. Do, do you do, see? Do, I love that. And the nice... It's an immediate hook. Yes. Immediate hook. And it doesn't really change that much. Like, there's still the same falling theme in the chorus. This intercom is broken into but pieces. But you have to snap. It's I a great melody. I gotta Blitz, Blitz. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about that. Yeah. So I was mentioning I love Cleopatra to no end. I agree that I hate, like, the Maroon 5 animals, moles, bullshit that yeah. is such bad songwriting animals moles oh my god i i think it's fine in cleopatra because i love every other aspect of it i don't think about it too much it's hard <laughs> not to pay attention to the me he he and the q b blitz b blitz oxygen sigin that is so <laughs> shitty you can't do that with the word oxygen it just doesn't it's work so so it doesn't work. shitty it doesn't work it's too bad it is too bad because again the melodies throughout the verses and the chorus, they don't change too much, but it's so nice and windy and upwards and, and again, downwards. When the band comes in oh, for so a groovy. just like Sweet Mary, it's, it's so, groovy. so groovy. And hand claps, yes. my babies. Mm. I like I love the lyric, you've got to choose between the internet and me. I, I agree. actually love that lyric, despite you know mentioning the internet. That doesn't I think it's I great. Don't mind see, I don't know where where does it stop? I don't know. When did the internet come in, come to be a thing? Mid nineties. Let's just call it two thousands is the cutoff. I don't know what it is about that. This is also a very strange, out of place, out of bridge, nowhere. out of nowhere. But I don't mind it because mm -hmm. it's them being like a a rock band again, which again doesn't happen a lot. They like change not production, but something about the instrumentation. It breaks away from a little more pop production to me and becomes this like full band. Sing for the moment, the 
best part of it to me is put a paper lantern over the light and there's some light there's a weird like chord that they never go back to it's just there it's so random but i don't i don't mind it as a bridge so i i like to listen to this song as a whole but every time it goes back to that chorus and those falling guitar lines it's, it's kind of it's beautiful it really is there's like odd like really nice twinkling going on in the song too yeah. that i really like you know what's interesting Rivers has said, it's about another person in my creative life, a collaborator. That one's ultimately about disappointment with decisions that had been made and that feeling of why did I trust other people when I should have just been going with my own creative instincts? Is it Jake? I just need to get back Is in touch Jake? with my instincts and go it for Jake? it rather than relying on the advice of experts. Is it Jake or is it all producers in the know. past? He's just saying collaborators in general. I don't know if it's a songwriter. Yeah, it yeah, it yeah, might. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sounds like it's Jake. That sucks. It is so sad. <laughs> Jake is the fucking people's champion. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're so happy about it. <sighs> uh, too bad. Still, really lush, beautiful song. Yeah. All right. We just went through our top five songs on Pacific Daydream. Let's quickly run through the rest of the record. We already talked about the opening song, Mexican Fender. Then we get into Beach Boys. I really do want to talk about this with you because you clearly hate this I song. Fucking, I like the verses. I fucking hate the chorus. I agree with you. The verses, in theory, is a cool sound, just like Happy Hour. It's like, okay, the bass is really high in the mix. Oh, this man, is Scott reverb sounds heavy, so good. Sampled guitar strums. There is a really cool sound and concept. It's not just the sound. I really like the melody. We need a melody, a gorgeous four-part harmony, and the... And we're the furniture, let's get out of the city. Let me tell you about a band I loved when I was a West Side kid. There's something about the melody that I actually really like. And yes, the production going on, the instrumentation, it feels different for them. And it feels like a nice change. I'm kind of like, okay, Weezer. I, uh, yeah. I'm okay with this. And then I hate this. Quote. Turn it I up. It's the beat boys. It's so dumb. It is so dumb. On so many fronts. I hate Keep that melody. That beat I hate that melody so much. Turn it up. It's the melody, it's the lyrics. Oh my God. Uh, Turn it up. It's the Beach Boys making my eyes get moist. That is such a shit (laughs) lyric and rhyme scheme. That is so bad. Boys and moist. Making my eyes get moist. Not not even just get moist. Just not even just the get moist. Just the verb get is bad. Just trying to say (laughs) making me cry, making my eyes get moist. That is so, that's just, don't, just say something else. Don't don't even try to find another way of saying it. Just say something else. You know, it's funny. You have mentioned before, whether it's on this podcast for different artists or just in passing when we're talking about music, when you can hear auto-tune. I hear auto-tune on his voice for the first time on this song. Interesting. And I am not into it. It I, really I makes I haven't me necessarily. Sad. That hasn't jumped out to me. Yeah, I hear it and I'm like, oh no. Now we're into the auto-tune phase of their career. Yeah. Please, God, no. And the rest of the parts of the song are not, are not that good either. Bad bridge. Bad bridge. What is kind of cool about this is that scattered throughout, I don't know if you know this, are quotes from Murray Wilson, the father of yeah. the Wilson brothers from the Beach Boys. So they got his sign off, I guess. But... No, 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 no. I think it's someone impersonating oh, oh, him. Oh, they basically, oh, okay. they basically, they like, they, I think, got tapes about things that he would say during recording sessions. 
And I don't know, it's just interesting to sprinkle that in with this. They, some of the things that he says are, fellas, I have a 3,000 words to say. Quit screaming and start singing from your heart, huh? We don't have a blend. Can we hear a chord? Just a chord like we used to when, when you used to sing clear records, okay? Let's go. I don't know if that came through well, but basically, I think there is some rumor that putting those quotes in about, let's hear you know a chord just like we used to when you used to sing clear records, that there's, it's rumored that it's some jab at, again, going back to like, is he jabbing at Jake? Is he jabbing at the fans? What, what does this even mean? Is he, like, I'm pretty sure White was like really critically well received too, and so was uh, everything. Like, is he like, oh, so everyone just wants me to go back? Like, is he now like angry that it was so I don't know. successful Listen, I don't, critically? Especially because that's a rumor. I don't want to pile <laughs> on top of this like Rivers is evil. But again, it feels like Rivers... And the band, like, they made this great album, and they made an even better album, and then they're like, JK, like, now let's switch it up. I really think is, it's... Are they throwing us a bone every five albums? I don't know, but I also respect the fact that he wants to change it up. I I respect it it have, but but you need better songs to change it up. I don't think they have to go hand in hand. But maybe he even wants to change up the songwriting style. We'll talk about Black Album. It will be interesting to talk about that. I think it's a great transition into the next song, which is Feels Like Summer. Fuck, I I, forgot about this song. This is the first single. This was before Pacific Daydream was even announced. This was the big single. I heard them play this live before the album came out, and I was like, I fucking hate this song. This was (laughs) written with the most co-writers Johnny Coffer, J.R. Rodham, Pat Morrissey, David Dahlquist, Dan Goldberger... Why do you need this many writers for such a fucking shitty song? How does that work? Even that, even that little stupid melody. I hate it. I can't believe this song exists. This is so clearly reaching. Oh, yeah. So this is... like How can I say that about Beverly Hills when it's Next to Can't Stop Partying, this is the next such a clear trying for radio song. Trying to be the song of the summer. And this is also one of those songs... It's kind of like Space Rock. Very different because Space Rock, the parts are kind of interesting and weird. This, every part feels so oh and then maybe they do this in a top 540s and top 40 song and then maybe they do this none of them uh, flow into one another this really shitty hip-hop beat climbing the beat the tower terrible just a boy in his computer but the product from an album that i am now admitting has really cool production ideas and this one completely stands out as bullshit what is it with this and can't stop partying the two clearly reaching songs that have bad production when the rest of the album has production that actually is for better songs like pop it's clearly pop production but i don't get it i hate that to me to me to me there's so many parts i hate on this song. just going from that hip-hop climbing up the tower part to I'm holding on and I don't want to let you go. That is so It sounds like an pandering. EDM. It's yeah. so fucking you know pandering. More than any song, more than Can't Stop Partying, there's no band. I don't hear that. This sounds like a River solo track. Like there's no- That's a good point. I don't hear a band here at all. I mean, you could make that argument for other bands who've done the same thing and Coldplay and, but like this to me, We're it's talking nothing. About <laughs> it's nothing but Rivers over a fucking terrible song and beat. And talk about Coldplay- this, I remember saying when we were talking about the song Paradise, that that reminded me, these songs remind me of one another. Something about the chorus, production chords or whatever. And I hate that fucking, oh my God. Feels like summer. Yeah, feels like summer to me. <laughs> it's 
like it's so bad. But also feels like summer. Like, what are you doing, man? You are, Endless there are, bummer. So much better. Yo, feels, <laughs> don't feels, even compare. Them. I just want the summer to end. Like, I and it feels like it's summer. An you're trying. You're trying this to is, make some summer splash. Top 40 pop hit. But it's filled with so many bad choices. There's dumb whistling. Fucking spoken word is... A sampling is oh my awful. God. One single redeeming quality of this song is Let me see the smile Stay with me a while That is a good Rivers melody. I I respect that melody, but it's so misused here. I also like the story that there is behind that. That phrase, let me see the smile. Supposedly, Rivers, as a kid, never used to smile. And so his mom would always say to him, let me see the smile. And like his teacher would always try to get him to smile. And she's like, Tell him, let me see the smile. I don't know. There's something so cute okay. about that. Anyway, awful song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Such a stain on a record oh, that feels like shit. a stain. So yeah. yeah. After that, we get Happy Hour, Weekend Woman, QB Blitz, Sweet Mary. In my opinion, a great, ch- yeah. great, yeah. a relatively yes. great chunk of this record where I like the melodies. I'm okay with the song, re- the the song production techniques. Yeah. And then we launch into three of the worst songs on this record. In my opinion, uh, we yes. start with "Get Right." This is such—I don't know what this, what this means, but like, this is such a such a track eight. This is such a fucking like this shitty song. Let's just throw it at the end here. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't know. I'm not saying that Weezer and other sure. bands have bad no, track no, no, eights, it. but it just feels like they buried this shitty song. Yeah, for no reason because it doesn't sound like a penultimate song. It doesn't sound like a closer. It just sounds like a shitty song they wanted to throw in there. Written alongside Josh Alexander, Johnny Cofford, Johnny McDade. This also starts off in such a top 40. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that absolutely. sort of muffled. I've been spending time alone with that muffled guitar. It sounds like anyone could have written this. It doesn't been. sound like a song It doesn't song even that... sound like Rivers. Like This could just yeah. be something that someone puts on with an EDM track. It's so mediocre. It <sighs> does nothing for me. Go there, out there, waiting for me there. Also, you don't I say, I know you're out there waiting for me there. You don't use there twice in a sentence, you idiot. Like You are <laughs> clearly such a good How does he lyric not know writer. That? Yeah. In other aspects... When I'm listening to the song, I honestly keep thinking, why isn't this song over? Like, it just doesn't end. It's not even that long. I just don't care about it. And the bridge is so oh boring. Oh, my God. <laughs> why don't you tell me I already know the answer? The only thing I'll say about that <laughs> is that the first and only time I hear just a band, no other production, is the second time they do that bridge. I don't like the bridge, but for some reason, the fact that they all come back yeah, together, Pat's you. clicking, there's something nice about that. The only other piece of the song that maybe is passable is, singing to my dog, keep your fingers crossed, don't evaporate like a beautiful mirage. It's mainly it's funny, that last To me, one. that is also like radio yeah, it's pretty top shitty. 40. It's just that, <laughs> don't appreciate like a beautiful... I just like falling melodies, clearly, yeah, but clearly. this is a pretty, pretty, pretty bad song. And then we get, I don't even know what this means, La Mancha Screwjob, another Josh Alexander I guess it's hit, supposed to be like Sweet man, Mary. man of La Mancha... Oh. But this is like, this is the screw job of La Mancha, but they want to do La Mancha screw job. <laughs> okay. I don't know, you know? Okay. 
starts out some cool bass. All right, Scott, get us in there a little bit. It sounds kind of cool, that percussion. Da-da-da. And you got that high-pitched voice back again. Yeah, I'm okay with the verses of the song, but the fucking chorus is so insufferable. So pandering. It's so insufferable. Pandering. You and I, we do it right. Lay him land on a summer night. Going stronger, stronger, stronger going faster, faster. faster. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is so Coldplay. Yeah, also. it is. It is. Whoa, it is a Coldplay. What's kind of nice is that this strummed like Spanish electric guitar comes on during the and now the clock keeps ticking on. And I like the pairing of that Spanish sound with La Mancha. They're like they're trying to create a vibe. Oh, okay, I, I, I appreciate that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another awful, awful, awful. bridge. Also. River sounds really nasal here. It does not sound good. It sounds bad. And also, I love life with you, with you. I love life with you. Like, what? This is such... I will never understand. I will never understand putting this next to some of their best songs. I don't get it. It is so bad. But let's keep that train going. But before that, going back to what I was talking about in terms of QB Blitz and the meaning of that song and how he like was frustrated right. with a collaborator, he said about this song... It's about having mixed feelings about so-and-so as a collaborator, but ultimately realizing we're much better than anything I can do on my own. What? This so is, is the opposite is, so of what is, you just said about QB like Blitz. It feels like he's spiteful that he's so good with someone else's help. I don't know what it is. It's, now it's do you know what I mean? This is on the same album, though. He yeah. basically said two things that seems it. completely contradictory. Well, I he, don't get it. I don't know who he's talking about. He's a walking contradiction, to quote Green Day, for sure. Seriously. Okay, now... We get the closing song, Any Friend of Diane's. Such a cock tease. The first two <laughs> seconds, like low grumbly, bah, no, no, man, no, no. and then that's it. <laughs> that's all you <laughs> that's get. That's all you get. Many friend of so Diane's. mediocre, so forgettable. What a bad chorus. What a bad closer. Weezer, no matter what, no matter how bad their albums are, I like most of their closers. This is, I think this is their worst closer. Like by far. Yeah. There's nothing here that is even remotely close. Even like Oh Girlfriend December no. I have really nice melodies oh, on sure. them. Oh, this don't is even, no quest. Those are yeah, completely. This is the worst this is closer. So bad. But I guess it makes sense for an album. Well, we that haven't has even gotten to black, awful, which I don't know, we can compare that oh to California Snow. Oh my but, god. But, but at this point, it's like this is so tepid. What is he even fucking that talking about? Mel- okay. <laughs> Working at Papa John's, I was making good bread, got a twenty dollar dip tip on new year's and i moved out to la supposedly this comes from an actual like encounter where he was working with Domino's. why he changed it to papa john's i don't know <laughs> what <laughs> such a random thing to change <laughs> working at papa john's so i guess he actually got a 20 dollar tip on new year's you don't need to i just don't put papa john's in a lyric please for the love of god it's worse <laughs> than best buy and I, best buy is not good happy meal at least doesn't say the word mcdonald's right yeah but even that i was so you can imagine yeah. what i think of this <laughs> Also, the 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 sound of his vocals on this—I don't know what's going on. He sounds it's so bored, whiny, and making good. It doesn't even sound like it's weird. It sounds awful. I hate the pandering. Home is where the heart is. <laughs> yeah. Home is where the heart is. Isn't that, that's like a slogan for like a restaurant, isn't <laughs> no, it's, it's it? Just, <laughs> it's just so no, it's awful. just a phrase that is overused. <laughs> My one redeeming moment is. The bridge. I actually kind of like the bridge when he goes, She washed my dirty hands. Yeah, I actually, I even prefer the solo because you never, ever hear them play an acoustic solo. And this Mm, solo is hitting nice notes. Honestly, for such a shitty song, I really want to play you the solo.
And that's pretty much all you get from the song, except I like the lyric, Diane would help me pass out all the flyers. I became a big shot and she got sick one day. I still have the map she drew for me. I'd be lost without it. There's so much I want to say. Again, it's, the album is not lyrically heavy. There's not a lot of great lyrics. It's not like that's any genius lyric. But supposedly this song is about all of the female figures who sort of supported him in the band while they were raising. I don't know the, she got sick one day. I don't know if that has to do with Michael and Carly. I don't know right, what exactly right. it's about, okay. but there's something about the, I became a big shot and she got sick one day that really like, mm, it's kind of nice. Put that aside. <laughs> this is not a great album. It's such a disappointment, especially just like from Pinkerton to green, honestly, hearing white album and then hearing this album is crushing crushing it's like i'm a part of me is okay they're trying new sounds and some of them do work but so many fucking pandering songs so many fucking awful awful songs it's just a mess and i don't enjoy i do not want to reach for this album i don't want i don't care about this record no it's sad even if yeah happy hour's got a nice groove uh sweet mary and kitty are pretty i i will say I am going back to the acoustic version of Happy Hour. Wow, okay. That is, I, I already said it, but that is my favorite thing of this record. So I'm going back to that. Other things, if I happen to stumble across this record again, I'll listen maybe. Yeah. But, but we got one more for you. Thanks for listening to Top 5 Disco, part 11 in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of Weezer's entire discography. Now that we've discussed the band's groovy beach pop 11th album, Pacific Daydream, tune in next week where we'll be joined by a friend of the podcast and begin to wrap up the series with an overview of the first half of their career, 1994 to 2008. We'll rank our favorite B-sides and non-album tracks, as well as our top five worst and top five best Weezer songs from this era. But before that, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your personal top fives for Weezer. What are your top five favorite songs on Pacific Daydream and why? What do you think about this new musical direction and production style? How do you feel about Feels Like Summer, their poppiest song to date? Do you appreciate this constant evolution, or should they stick to the sound they know best? Will anyone do algebra with me? Hee hee. Reach out and let us know. You can support us and help Top 5 Disco grow simply by subscribing to this podcast so you can get the new episodes as soon as they come out. And you can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Top 5 Disco for behind-the-scenes goodies and an easy way to connect. Also, rating and reviewing Top 5 Disco on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen is always appreciated. And don't forget to tell your music-loving friends and family all about us. Thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next time. And remember, it's really all disco. Which chord change? All I want is to see her. <laughs> Fuck. Here, you put me on this path. <laughs>